Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Last Trauma Podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, Lindy, would you like to cover this? What is the Last Trauma Podcast? It's a podcast for the parents and mothers in the trenches of motherhood. <sighs> Hi, guys. Right. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Close. We have this like end of summer, beginning <laughs> of fall Post-World Breastfeeding Week, we're here, to, we're in the trenches, I think, a little bit more than we normally are. I don't know. I just am yeah. feeling the ups and downs a little bit more of motherhood currently, and life in general. Um, today, we're going to talk about the comparison trap that we find ourselves in as humans, but also how it manifests itself in motherhood a little bit more than other places. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Yeah. So there was an article. Yeah, I know. There was an article in Motherly back in June. You guys can go find it. Um, that talks about this. A lot of influencers talk about it. Um, Diary of an Honest Mom, who I love to look at her stuff. Um, she talks about it a lot. Um, it's really, really hard because I think that there's so much that we receive throughout the day in terms of social media because we want connection and because motherhood is inherently a lonely place that sometimes we can find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people and what their lives look like and... Um, how easy it looks or how you wish that you had that or your kids should be reaching the milestones when their kids are reaching them. And it's all just really confusing and overwhelming, I think, at times. Yeah, I just I just I think about just social media in general and I think about like, well, if this wasn't here, like, what did we do before? Yeah. Like, why has it become to where you just yeah, have to share any and everything about your life. Um, and it's just this big open door into this comparison. And I issue. go, I go through phases and if anybody follows me on social media, um, it's the latched mama is my personal Instagram, but it's really interesting because it's unlocked and I go up and down and up and down in terms of sharing. And sometimes my entire weekend is on social media and there's beautiful pictures of the kids. And then there are times like right now where I don't think I've posted in weeks. And it's very interesting for me to kind of take a step back and be self-aware of why that happens. And am I posting when I'm overly confident and when I'm proud or am I posting when I'm insecure? And that's Mm. always been kind of a thing for me as I'm taking like, take a step back and like, do I want to post this because it's a beautiful picture of my children and because I'm really proud in this moment because they're behaving and they look great and everything is wonderful. And I want to show the world that I have my shit together or am I posting right now? Um, because this brought me a lot of joy and I want it to bring joy to other people and things like that. And I think it's a really good question to ask ourselves, like, why are we doing it? Why, Mm -hmm. why are we putting ourselves out there or our family out there? Why are we sharing quotes? Are we sharing quotes to hurt other people or to passive aggressively talk about something that we're not willing to talk about openly or with Mm -hmm. people that we're close with? Are we trying to build connection You know, there are some people who I think use it really well in the motherhood space. They start conversations and they build community. Right. And I think it's really, really good. I think there are other Mm -hmm. people. I don't know. I think some of us use it 
to, and I'm going to put myself in there because I mean, I've used it for all different ways, but use it to get empathy or support, Mm -hmm. um, when we need it, but we don't know how to ask for it. Um, I don't know. You don't really post that much on it. I don't know. I used to post more and now like I'll sometimes find myself wanting to post something and then I'm like, who am I posting it to? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't talk to most of these people that are said friends or sometimes I don't even recognize some of these names Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I should probably clean this up. So I do. And I think that's where I get stuck. I'm like, what, what am I doing with this? Is it, is it just a proud thing? But I don't know any of these people. So like, what is that going to look like? And then I just, then I just stop and maybe I just have a lack of like mental space and energy to do it. Or we're just incredibly self-aware after, especially the year we've been through what, our impact can be on others Mm -hmm. and I think that that's been one of my takeaways as I've been kind of on this journey this past year of really realizing what human beings are capable of and really being confused and trying to understand where the hurt and jealousy and pain comes from is really not really wanting to add to it not wanting to add to that comparison game Um, and also understanding at the same time, as I have more privilege, I'm not going to say that it's not wonderful and it doesn't make parts of my life easier, but the grass isn't always greener. And I think that that's something that I've learned in my adult life as well, is that you really truly need to hold on to those things that bring you happiness and joy because always dreaming and always wanting and always wishing that your life was better or cleaner or smoother or whatever really can make you miss what you currently have. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we all strive, we all strive and we hit goals and we have dreams and things like that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think when those things take our focus away from the goodness that's in our life and what is happening right now, um, I think we can run into some, mm-hmm. to some issues. Um, you know, for example, um, I've been dogged a little bit on various places on the internet for, um, the amount of nannies we have as a family and we have a significant amount and I have honestly never hidden that whatsoever. Um, but for those of you who don't know, we also have our kids at home all day. And at various activities. So instead of putting my kids on a school bus in the morning or sending them to a private school, our children are home and going to activities and learning um, at stuff at home. And there's a certain amount of privilege absolutely that comes with that and having to be able and honestly paying for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a certain level of responsibility. I manage them. I manage their schedules. I have to deal with the conflict that arises all of the time. I have to deal with whatever they bring to work every day. Mm-hmm. So in some ways it's harder and they leave at the same time my kids would be coming home from the bus. So I still have dinner and six kids in the evenings and all of this stuff to manage and to be put in this situation for the past year where it said, you know, I'm out of touch of the current mom and I'm not dealing with the things that other moms deal with and all the ups and the downs. And it's just really, really belittling my role as an actual mother to these children. It's been interesting to ask where that comes from. And I mean, there's no other way, in my opinion, it would come from jealousy. It would come from comparison. It would Mm -hmm. come from she has so much support. She has so much help. But in a lot of ways, honestly, my kids are having a very, very different lifestyle. And I think that that's where the privilege comes in. I don't think it necessarily comes in with me having less on my plate. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but we get in these traps as mothers where instead of saying, Hey, what's going on with me right now? What is this triggering in me? Mm -hmm. We say like, what is wrong with them? We bring them down and we fall into this like thing that makes us compare ourselves to others. And then sometimes decide to find out what's wrong with that other person and bring them down. Yeah. And I think that's also what social media does and kind of just over the years of you know, just being a parent and getting older and <clears throat> some of the relationships and conversations I've had with, you know, friends that I am on with Facebook. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, the snapshots I see yep. or anything like that, it is, I don't know what to believe, to be honest. Yeah. I know it's not real. A lot of it. I won't say everything because I think sometimes I see accomplishments posted or, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Or my kid made this team and like that's a fact and that's true. But it's just a snapshot. In 10 minutes, your life can look completely different. The day before could have been a terrible, horrible day mm -hmm. or an incredible day. And, you know, you posted a somebody posted a really hard moment. So I know like. It's not, that is not the picture perfect. That's mm -hmm. not how it is all the time. But I think what people can do is take that one snapshot and then that's just like, oh, 100%. They don't know anything else about that situation. Absolutely. They don't know go what goes on behind the scenes. They don't know what the needs are of that family. They they have no clue. Like people have no, no clue. Um, and it just leads to assumptions. Yeah. And then it leads to lies and then it leads to hurt and, hurt and anger and just not not a lot of good I think comes out of social media I do think there there is some connection there and I do I am friends with a couple um of cousins in South Africa or mm -hmm. a grandma is on social media but she gets some help because she's like upper 80s now Aww. but it's one of the really the few ways that they could see a picture Absolutely. now yep. unless we send via email so I do think there's some really good connection there but then I just this comparison is yeah. just, it just eats, it just eats at us. I don't understand why. And I mean, maybe I'm just overly self-aware at this point, especially from, I don't know, the past year and building a community and being in this motherhood space for almost a decade now and watching what it does to us. Um, you know, in this motherly article, it's talking about how it's not always bad. It's not always bad to compare ourselves with other people because sometimes there are other people who can give us resources or the answers that can make our lives easier. They were talking about like sleep routines or easy dinner ideas or something like mm -hmm. that. There are ways that we can compare our, you know, something that we're struggling with mm -hmm. to something that somebody else is doing better with or seems to have an easier path with and coming up with ideas on mm -hmm. what they can share with us and how we can pull resources. So I think in some ways comparing ourselves to others, especially in the motherhood space is not a bad thing. I think what we have to realize though, is that there is such a transition when you become a mother and it's kind of a re coming to terms with a new identity that that compared to the consumption of social media and constantly being around other people who are doing it different ways or growing these tiny humans who are all going to hit milestones at different times and are all going to have successes and failures and all of these different things that it really, really can turn into this snowball of just emotional messiness mm -hmm. that hopefully we have the support and the connections and the resources to work our way through and out of. 
But in some ways it's extremely detrimental. And I think it's this little perfect storm that then essentially leads to disconnection. And none of us can live in life without disconnect, like without connection. Yeah, I do. I 100% agree with like the snowball because it's just so instant. You know, you scroll and it's just these instant things that are put in front of you Mm -hmm. versus I think back without it. And, you know, maybe there's something going on with your kid and you kind of sit and you and you think on it Mm -hmm. and maybe you call a friend, but maybe they're not home and maybe you don't hear from them until the next day because you left a message on their little message machine. And, you know, it just I think it was a slower time and we weren't just dumped into that mm-hmm. snowball that just kind of compounds and yeah and goes a bit crazy you know um, and I think that there's like a perfectionism key to this is that you know we show up in this place that we want to be perfect and we want to have these certain expectations of how we carry ourselves and I had a unique situation I have a new new friend which Lindy knows all about this little journey but it was really interesting because I had said new friend who does not have young kids and her husband over for dinner on Friday night. And, um, it was, I'm not going to say it was a nightmare because they were beautiful, beautiful moments, but a lot of me checking in with myself on the other side of that and what I was feeling, I felt like, I mean, I scrubbed walls before they came. I bought new silverware. I mean, it was, it was bad. I was in crazy land town because I was so worried about showing up in this imperfect way um which is really ironic but um if you know the full story but (laughs) what's interesting about it is then I had my mother and my father-in-law over last night and it was like on a whim it was 4 30 I was driving home from work and I realized I had it in my tank and I realized that I had this extra little zip to my step it had been a Costco order day so I had extra food and it was like Mm -hmm. I have it I have it in me I'm gonna go home clean the kitchen and let's have them over and the difference between those two experiences where of course I cleaned the kitchen and I made sure the kids sat at the dinner table and they were like polite and kind but what was happening inside of my body was so different in those two situations and I think I just wish and want for so many mothers to have the second situation to have that moment of connection where you can show up completely imperfectly, open your house, open your life to just chaos and wonderfulness without comparing yourself to anybody else and enjoy it. And I feel like social media and so much of this stuff gets in the way of connection. Yeah. I have more questions on that, but maybe you that's can, for can, another no, topic. You can, you can ask whatever you want. In how we feel comfortable in showing up as is for certain mm-hmm. people, but yep. not with others. Because I would think it would almost be, sh- should have been flip-flopped. Uh-huh. It should have been flipped. Yeah. Just based on what I know, but it's just very, very interesting into what we do, what we're kind uh-huh. of pushed in the decisions to make and why we do those things. Um, I think some of it is um, long longevity of a relationship um I think Mm -hmm. you know my and also the fact that there's this certain unconditional love aspect of my mother-in-law I mean if she wants to see her grandkids she's gonna have to accept me and she's seen me way worse than I was last night um and she's seen the house way worse than it was last night um but I, I I I bring that situation up because I think that comparison plays a role in it if you're constantly consuming social media that shows these perfect kitchens and these perfect, mm-hmm. these perfect situations, you're going to think you have to show up that way. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so important, I think, for us as mothers and in the motherhood community to realize that that's a not real life for most people. I mean, for some people it is. And B, the difference in how imperfect connection and the lack of comparison mm-hmm. can heal us almost and fill our cup almost and just put us in this situation where we have more to give to others. Yeah. And I think now more so than any other time, just that need for in-person connection and over the phone conversation, even like, like texts and all these things like with AI and with Photoshop, like Mm -hmm. I don't know what's real on, on the internet, to be honest. I don't know if you actually wrote what you post now. I mean, I'm sure your kitchen doesn't look like that. I bet if we like scan the camera, it's going to look like a complete mess. You probably cleaned up for that. So I do. And maybe that's part of why I've just kind of stepped back and like not, mm-hmm. not posted and not really, you know, been in that. Um, but it's just really hard to know what is true and what is not versus like catching up with a friend or having a meal or getting on the phone and having like that in moment conversation and building connection that way instead of trying to find it on social media or in likes or comments or shares or things. Yeah. I think it's a lot harder to hide your warts in person. I think it's a lot harder to actually Mm. show up in that imperfect way. Um, So also part of this article was, um, I don't want to, it's Jackie Laughlin has a podcast called the art of perspective. Um, and she talked about three different things that can help, um, with comparison. Her first one is three B words. It's blinders, bumpers and buckets. Um, and so she talks about blinders being the kind of the things we cut out, the things we don't Mm -hmm. follow, the things we don't look at, Mm -hmm. um, the things that we know bring us to, either a place of comparison or a dark place or something that we're for whatever reason don't want to explore at the moment. Right. Um, and I mean, I've definitely used that before. I've definitely blocked people on social media for various reasons. Um, as well as don't look at some accounts as much as others. I think sometimes, um, I really struggle with, things that don't seem authentic to me. So some of the super, super, super clean stuff when I Mm -hmm. know motherhood is as messy as hell, I can't watch anymore because I I also just don't want to, I don't want to partake in the algorithm. I don't want to give the (laughs) success to a place that I feel like is doing more detrimental harm to motherhood than it is actually helping. Yeah. I know some people who are like, I just got to take a social media break and they're gone for like a month or two, but then it's like right back in it. And mm-hmm. I almost wonder if you just like, if something's not sitting right with you or your kind of views have changed and you want to break, like you can snooze. I've never actually done it, but like, you know, either you completely unfriend them or just take them off your feed, like unfollow, yep. or you can just kind of like snooze it for 30 days and see if that makes a difference. But, um, I do think we're just so engrossed in social media that like mm-hmm. that whole kind of taking a complete step away, but then you dive right back into it. I think you find the positive in there that, that builds you up and builds yeah. connection and try to slowly weed out the negative. Um, because I think it is such a part of our life in a lot of ways. Um, even if it's just communication, like some yeah. people communicate on messenger and things like that. And I think it's going to go up and down. I mean, I think if you do something actually good with that social media break, yeah. you work on yourself, you read some books, you try yeah. to figure out what it, it is that's triggering mm-hmm. you, what 
you know, connections you can make to things in the past or Mm -hmm. is it because you feel shame for the ending of a relationship? Is it because, you know, you realize you made a mistake that maybe you need to have a real conversation about, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, I think that there are definitely ways to use those breaks, but if the break is just because all of a sudden you feel like you're chasing this dream that is out there, but then you just turn it off for a month, but don't really focus on how you can grow through that or figure out what's important yeah. to you, which I think gets into the other B's. So the yeah, what were the B, other ones? So the next B is bumpers. So the next B is just boundaries in general. Okay. So the example that they used in the article was that this family decided on only one sport a season for each kid, mm-hmm. um, which I think is something that you guys do yeah. um, more so than we do. Um, yeah. But, but that's okay for you figure mm-hmm. out what works for you. I mean, my kids are in public school during the day, so mm-hmm. we are limited to certain hours. You've got a whole lot more flexibility. Yeah. So you can hop into whatever you want if you want yeah. to. So everybody's different. You know? And I wonder if those boundaries are to be able to not spread yourself so thin, to be mm-hmm. able to do the things that you choose to do better or in a way that you're more proud of I feel like maybe if we spread ourselves so thin we kind of start to feel like we're kind of half-assing some things and then maybe we're not as proud or mm, I have no idea I have yeah I mean boundaries for us are always it's good. just a bit a bandwidth yeah thing mm-hmm. you know because they're at an age where they are going maybe two days a week or even more and working on those skills and I'm like you you can only do one of those yeah. things then yeah. um but I mean, and maybe we just have a lot of kids so that's but if you're like the mom who needs like the Pinterest worthy dinners every night, maybe it is that you only make dinner twice a night instead of five nights a week or something mm-hmm. like that. Or maybe it's that I, I I don't know. I mean, there's all different sorts of, I think, ways to do it. I mean, I used to think that I needed to hand make all of my children's Halloween costumes, um, which was mm-hmm. a huge thing. The first two to three years, I'd spend so much money at Michael's. I would sit in the family room. It would be an absolute nightmare i would be so angry in the process of making them probably like kid two i mean i don't think it went much further past one or two or three i mean it was a yeah i mean i think what happened was latch mama came in it was a little bit more of a positive creative outlet for me but um (laughs) i mean i was i mean oh i was themed birthday parties i was plaques in front of food I've you know, done, on the, I I've mean, done it. I've, I've had I have years. been there. I mean, yes. I have been, and I think it. we all, we all are finding ourselves through those things too. You know, yeah. what matters to us and what really doesn't. And, and it's really funny. Cause I can tell you from that Friday night dinner thing, I was right back in it. I like if you had given me plaques to put in front of the takeout Thai food with what they were and you had given me little chalkboard signs, I would have fucking done it. I would have absolutely been there. So what's so funny is like I can sit here and be this like, look at me. I'm 11 years into parenting. I'm completely out of this this thing. I could care less. Walk into my house at any yeah, time. We still do it. I'll we make you a it. cup of coffee and we can sit at my sticky table. My table's sticky because people use 409 on wood that has been polyurethane. And so now it's sticky. But then I had to put a tablecloth over it on Friday night because it was <laughs> sticky. And I didn't want to say we use 409 on our table. And that's why it's <laughs> sticky. I mean, we get there. Yeah. And we get all crazy in our heads mm-hmm. because we want to put on this front that we have it all together yeah. and we don't no we don't at all no not which at all. is just fascinating to me so if you do feel yourself like really in a healthy place and like you're doing great with it 
and you're okay with kind of the mess and the chaos and then suddenly you get sucked back in it's okay <laughs> just just send just send me an email because the whole story is even funnier if you actually knew the ironic nature of it but yeah it's just it's so interesting how we can just get ourselves all worked up and back in a place where we feel like we have this expectation of being really perfect and yeah. really yeah. just great when we're not yeah. um the, but it's it, it, yeah. it seems like such a big kind of thing to kind of combat and try to not fight but yeah, tackle whatever mm-hmm. but I really do like her three yeah kind of like gives you th- one thing to kind of think about yeah. and maybe take little steps towards feeling like better in those situations so the last b is buckets which I fully believe in in multiple aspects of our lives is that we have different buckets we have different things that make us happy we have the things that you know without a doubt like a potato for me or peanut butter and chocolate for me or a walk in the woods or something physically that happens when I'm intimate with somebody or something. But those things that, you know, I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about on this and what I'm not, but it's your podcast. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But sometimes we get a little, I already said the F word once, so I probably shouldn't say the O oh, word too. thing in your bucket, but you have those buckets that okay. you know that you can put something in or you can focus on a bucket and it's going to make you happy, whether it's going for a hike Mm -hmm. or whether it's going to get your nails done or going for a run or going to the gym. Those things that Mm -hmm. you know you're going to look at and not only are you going to say, hey, I'm good at this or hey, this brought me joy. You're going to say, hey, I made time for this bucket today. And that's going to innately make you feel better, too. Yeah. Yeah. What are your buckets? Oh, all kinds of little things. A good piece of chocolate, hot tea. Sitting on my porch, yeah. a quiet house when nobody's oh there, gosh. all by myself, which is incredibly rare. Let's just say that. It's probably like the 15 minutes after the bus leaves. Um, walk, mm-hmm. being outside. Um, good also music. Getting a w- good music, getting mm-hmm. away from my house for like yep. two hours away. Yep. So I don't, it, no, everything looks different and it looks fresh and it looks new. Kind of like. Ooh, I need to do that soon. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't have to be far. Um, I'm sure I've got a whole lot more. Yeah. A good book. Yeah. So um, this morning so yeah. we were laughing. <laughs> this was like my story this morning, which I'm still trying to process through in my brain where I went right or where I went wrong. But I've been getting up early before the kids are up and walking. And it used to be six a couple of weeks ago. Then it moved to 630. Now it's seven. So now when I get back, it's like eight and the kids are all awake and um the nanny is there and um so this morning I got back at eight and I didn't have to go live at 10 like I have been going live at 10 so I actually could like take a deep breath and I'm really really into my book like really really into my and it's a it's a novel it's like a murder mystery book please tell me you're someone then if you start a book like like you're committed I'm like committed like i'm i'm, I'm committed and, like, and it's gonna be done in like the next 24 48 hours but then i get really really sad so i tend to slow down towards the end because i don't like endings so I you do the find same, a series i do the same thing with with <laughs> like shows on netflix as i slow down towards the end because i just don't i don't want the mm. ending but anyways so I unfortunately had fallen asleep with the book in the bed last night. And so my husband was still in bed this morning and it was, and he had been up late and I guess he was awake. I don't really remember exactly what the conversation was, but instead of going back to bed and snuggling or doing whatever that would lead to, I went to his side of the bed where my <laughs> book was because I fell asleep with it in the bed. And when he came into bed at like 4am because he had worked because he had a work thing that blew up last night, I, 
went to go find my book and he had taken it and he put it on his bedside table. So I had to go to his bedside table to get the book off of it. And then I went out onto the porch that's right offside of our bedroom. And I sat and I read my book for like 20 minutes. Um, and then I said in the kitchen this morning, I missed you or this morning or something like that, which led to this conversation of the fact that I chose my book over him. And that's that that was his kind of reality of the situation, which is not really truly what I that was not it's my not experience. Yeah. But anyways, I guess the moral of the story is, is that I didn't need his bucket. I didn't need the partner bucket this morning. Mm-hmm. I needed the James yeah. Patterson. What the heck's going to happen in my yeah. murder mystery? Like, yeah. like bucket this morning. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's okay. And I think that that's like another part of those. If you guys go back and listen to the previous episodes about finding ourselves in motherhood, I have to be okay with that. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I let them down and we'll regroup later and we'll talk about it and it'll be fine. Um, But I think it's just, there are so many things for us to do and so many ways that we can be perfect Mm -hmm. and so many ways that we can compare ourselves to others and what other people need and all of that stuff that I think that sometimes Mm -hmm. we just need to remember those buckets and yeah. I also think we compare ourselves to this made up kind of magical mm-hmm. human mother, you know, Where you're not even necessarily happy. comparing yourself to anybody specific. It's just this, this kind of pedestal perfection, mm-hmm. you know, version that we're comparing yeah. ourselves to. Cause years ago, years ago, I couldn't be able to do it. Tell me years ago. Could you have done that? No. And years, not, and sat ago, there and read with like no guilt and no nothing. No, my like, kids no. were inside. I, And there was a moment where I was reading that I was like, okay, these kids are going to go and they're going to go to their activities today. They're going to have school. I'm going to come home later. Should I have been spending time with them in that moment? And I don't know why I chose to sit on the porch and read this morning. This wasn't a normal thing for me. I think that there's a lot of stuff spinning through my head. I have to write today. There was just like a whole bunch of stuff. And I just needed, I needed that bucket and I don't know what it is, but I can tell you that I've come a long way with the idea that I left the house this morning knowing that I had let somebody down. And that is the hard part for me is choosing myself and knowing that I'm still going to have a good day, Mm -hmm. knowing that Eric was disappointed in my choice this morning, whether he could articulate it or not. That was like the moral of the conversation is that he felt slighted by my book this morning and he wanted to snuggle and I wasn't, feeling snuggling I was feeling whatever was happening in my book so I don't know I think that the the idea that we can make everybody happy you know the idea that there's a happy husband there's happy kids there's a clean house there's dinner on the table tonight there's in my case a happy company with happy employees like there is no way that it's all going to happen every day yeah and then still maintain my happiness yeah so I don't know Hmm. my potato bucket needs to be filled today i think i might need some french potato fries bucket. yeah potatoes there could be so much with potatoes though dude like, mashed what? fried like some sweet potato oh my gosh yes. i don't know but i think that right. that's that, that's my bucket wow. focus comparison this afternoon. to to potatoes to potato bucket. yeah we're hey, on to potatoes this yep. woman this jackie laughlin on this podcast told me i needed to focus on my bucket so yeah potato bucket it is all right guys okay. we'll see you next week bye, bye.